As this year draws to a close and the third season of Aiming for the Moon with it, I wanted to have on a very unique guest. Suzette Sheft is a teenage author who I thought would make a great fit for a teenage run and hosted podcast. She's a 16-year-old student at the Horace Mann School in New York City. She lives in Manhattan with her mother, twin brother, and two dogs. In her free time, she enjoys writing, reading, running, volunteering, and spending time with her family. She won a Scholastic Silver Key for an excerpt of Running for Shelter, her debut novel. The book is dedicated to her late father who inspired her to write and share her family's story. I think you guys will enjoy this, and I, I found her very inspiring for myself. I think you should all check out her book. It's linked below. Um, I have a copy, and yeah, go check it out. If you haven't heard the podcast before, I am Taylor Bledsoe, and this is Aiming for the Moon, where I interview interesting people from a teenage perspective. If you like what you hear today, please rate the podcast and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and now Facebook at Aiming the Number Four Moon. You can check out our website, aimingforthemoon.com, for all the website stuff, links to our merchandise, the Lessons from Interesting People newsletter, and other episodes and bios of our guests. You can check out my other meanderings at taylorgbloodso.com. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year. All right. Peace out. Enjoy the episode. Well, welcome, Suzette, to the Aiming for the Moon podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so can we just start off? You're 16, and you wrote a book called Running for Shelter. Um, that is a huge achievement. Congrats. That, that's really cool. Thank you so much. I really appreciate so, it. Can you tell us a little bit about the book to start? It's about your grandmother who escaped from the Holocaust. Um, and could you just go into, I guess, a, the starting point? Like, what is the book exactly about? Like, why? What is this? Okay. Yeah. So the book is about my grandmother and her escape, as you said, from Austria to France during the Second World War. And it basically follows her as she matures and as the war ravages ravishes on. And so it tracks her development and her like her traveling. So she goes from Austria to Switzerland and then to Paris and then ultimately to a small village in France. And so it tracks her traveling and then also kind of how she matures and how her family changes over that time. And it's also important because it's a little bit different than traditional books about the Holocaust because my grandmother doesn't know that she's Jewish. And so everyone else in her family kind of keeps that a secret from her throughout the book. And so it's slightly different. So that's an interesting aspect to this book. Um, and when you think about the history of the Holocaust, they the Germans and the Nazis would track down whether you were Jewish by like your family ancestry and who you were married to. And just, you know, who you hung out with. So how did that change? Have you researched how that might have changed her perspective and her experience versus other people who knew they were Jewish, other little kids? Yeah, so I think my grandmother told me kind of that she felt a lot safer because she didn't have anything to worry about. She wasn't worrying about the danger of someone coming and taking her away. She wasn't worrying about the danger of her parents being killed because she didn't think that there was a reason for people to be going after her because she didn't know that she contained this certain identity. 
And so that made her feel a lot safer. And I think also, even before the war, her mother never was really into Judaism. Like they never practiced Judaism and they didn't really celebrate any Jewish holidays. They actually celebrated Christmas. And so I think that she never felt Jewish. So she never kind of had that same experience. So her perceived level of danger was very different than a little kid who had got who had grown up in a Jewish household and knew they were Jewish most and had uh, celebrated Hanukkah over Christmas or something. Yes, most definitely. Yeah, the people who actually knew they were Jewish, uh, I assume, and from research, most definitely felt a lot more like endangered than my grandmother did. I'm sure. So writing a book is a huge accomplishment. Again, congrats on that. And I'm sure it's very difficult. So what got you through the hard parts of putting a book together? Because you wrote it over, was it two or three years? If you yeah, around two years. So it, um, so there was a couple of things that got me through it. One of the main reasons I wanted to write this book was that um, the summer I started writing the book, my dad actually unfortunately passed away and I began to forget the stories that he used to tell me about his childhood. And so when I realized I couldn't remember any of these stories, I realized how important it is to kind of preserve our familial stories before we forget them. And so I wanted to do that with my grandmother because I've also always been passionate about the Holocaust. And so this event kind of just pushed me into working on the book. And I think that just knowing the importance of preserving the stories pushed me through and helped me stay consistent and helped me write. But I, it was also difficult. I had to find pockets of time where I wasn't swamped with schoolwork. I think that the summer and holiday breaks and the weekends helped. And also once the pandemic hit, that was also really helpful because I found myself with a lot more time because I was home right after school. I was home all day. And so that was also great. That's interesting, and I'm really sorry to hear about your dad. It sounds like that experience inspired you to continue writing your book and to continue um, keeping the stories and sharing these stories with people outside of your family. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, are you planning on writing any more, or is this kind of a one-time thing? Um, do you have? Do you see yourself becoming a writer? I would love to become a writer. I think that's that's one of my dreams, most definitely. Yes, I. if I were to write another book, I want to write another book, definitely. I hope to. I would probably want to write about either about the Holocaust, again, from another survivor's perspective, or about another genocide, because I'm also interested in genocides and more modern genocides as well, such as the Rwandan genocide, which occurred only like around 20 almost 30 years ago. And so that would be something. But I think if I were to write it soon, I would probably do another one about the Holocaust just because there are so few living survivors. So the time is now. I'm curious. Um, So I enjoy writing and I'd love to be a writer as well. And one of the questions that I always have for guests, uh, adults usually, who are authors and other people who have been successful in this area, what? how do you manage writing and manage just, you know, getting through the long process of writing a book when you have all kinds of other things. Um, I mean, obviously, we're both teenagers and in high school, and the pandemic helped because, as you mentioned, shutting down school for a little bit. Um, But how did you manage the workload that encompasses writing a book and being a high school student? 
Yeah. So as you said, definitely the pandemic helped a lot. And so I was doing the majority of the work also in middle school or specifically in eighth grade. And so I think just the kind of like the the workload in eighth grade was definitely less than it is in high school. And so that helped and also the pandemic. And I think also just finding the summers, I spent a lot of time during the summers that also helped. But I think that it was really difficult to find time during the school year to work on it. But by the time I was in high school, it was mostly just editing. And so that was a little bit easier. But I think that what was helpful to me is just knowing that it, knowing that if I get my work done, if I get my schoolwork done, then I will, like, if I stay on top of schoolwork, then I will make more time to work on my book. And so as long as you stay consistent, you can. So it was, you were motivated to finish your schoolwork and then get on to writing the other st- parts of your book and editing that. Yes. And working on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very interesting because that's basically how I run the podcast. I actually started it in eighth grade as well. Oh, wow. So I, I, maybe there's something about eighth grade year um, <laughs> that gives you more freedom in general. Um, um, so you aspire to be a writer and you've already written a book. Um, so you are technically already a writer, but you want to be professional. What do you plan on doing now basically obviously graduating from high school I would assume yes graduating from high school definitely and then I am planning to go to college and then after college I would like to start writing again probably and if not during college maybe writing but definitely want to focus on writing and maybe even majoring in English or creative writing during college so I can just hone in on my skills but yeah, I definitely would just want to do something in the future that is very focused on writing and, you know, improving my writing skills and just helping me become an author or an, or write another book. So the thing that everyone who's been interested in writing that I know and including myself is how do you get connected to the people who want to publish your book or want to help you write your book or edit your book and stuff like that? So what was your experience in the publishing process? Did you do you have any tips for young writers and other people who want to be writers? Definitely. Yeah. So when I first had what I had when I had what I first thought was the final draft, I sent it to literary agents, which for those listening who don't know what a literary agent is, it's basically someone who will represent your work and show it to certain publishers and some of the big publishers actually won't accept work without representation from a literary agent and I unfortunately got rejected from every literary agent but that's okay because I used that to motivate me rather than you know make me sad and I used it to find publishers that were that didn't require a literary agent first of all and also to improve my book and then to just find publishers that would be that are more niche to what I'm writing and also that would probably just be a better fit for a new time author and for a holocaust book and so while I was doing research I actually found Amsterdam Publishers which is my publisher and they I thought they were a great fit because they focus on holocaust books only and they also don't require the representation of a literary agent and I will forever be thankful that they agreed to publish my book. So I think that you just have to not let, if not let rejection be something that stands in the way. And you have to use rejection as redirection and go find people or publishers that would be a better fit for you in your writing. 
So it's more about, I mean, there's the famous like stories of Stephen King, J.K. Mm-hmm. Rowling, uh, Rowling, and all the other authors who say they can plaster their walls with all their rejection letters <laughs> and emails and all that. And so I guess I, I really liked your quote about redirecting um, after rejection. And that's a really good point and very inspiring to someone like me, and I'm sure others. So wrapping up here a little bit, what books have had an impact on you? Really? Um... A lot of Holocaust books have had an impact on me. I would say some of my favorite Holocaust books are by Alan Gratz. There's one book specifically, Prisoner B3087, I believe. And it's about someone who was in a concentration camp during the Holocaust. And I believe I may be, this may be incorrect, but I believe it's based on a true story as well and he actually came when I was in middle school he came to my school and he talked about his books and he talked about the writing process and as a middle schooler who wanted to be a writer that was really inspiring to me and I of course read every single book he had written after that I actually had already read some before he came so I think just hearing from an author was really inspiring but I think there are other books as well There are a couple of books that stand out to me. I would say one of the first books I read about the Holocaust was called The War That Saved My Life. And that was a really good book. And non-Holocaust books, um, To Kill a Mockingbird has also always been one of my favorites because it's also a true story. And so... Oh, those are very interesting. I've read part of the world that saved my um, the world the, the, the war that <laughs> saved my life. I I found it very interesting and also very moving. Um, I'm, that's also very curious that the author that had an impact on you also came and spoke at your middle school and inspired you to write. Um, that's that's really interesting and that's a great story. Thank you. So, our last question is: What advice do you have for teenagers or young people or in general? I would say. Don't let your age be something that stands in the way of you achieving goals or you achieving something that you've always wanted to achieve. I think that anyone can follow their passion no matter how old they are. And so if you're really passionate about something, then you should do that. You should, if you want to write a book, you should write a book. Don't let people telling you that you can't do it be something that stops you. And I would also say to always follow your true passion. If you're not truly passionate about something, you're not going to put all of your heart and all of your, you're not going to put everything that you have into it and it's not going to be the best it can possibly be. So I would say always follow your passion as well. Yeah, I would definitely agree with the age as something that shouldn't hold you back. I mean, that's kind of, if anything, your age can sometimes be a factor in your success of something. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, one of the draws of your book is that it's written by a teenager for teenagers about the Holocaust with a teenager or as a kid as the main person slash character. And that's been interesting with the podcast here. The being a young person has been the hook of the podcast and has been part of its success. So it's not just that your age doesn't prevent you. In some ways, it helps you on um, on your way to your, some of your goals. Definitely. So it's a very interesting part. But thank you so much, Suzette, for coming on the podcast. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I also really enjoyed it. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hopefully all of you guys enjoyed it. If you liked it, please rate and subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at aiming the number four moon.
If you go to our website, aimingforthemoon.com, you can find links to our merch, the Lessons from Interesting People newsletter, and other episodes and bios of our guests. Yeah, if you want to see any of my other meanderings, go to taylorgbledsoe.com. And with that, again, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to set your sights high and aim for the moon. (laughs) 